Welcome to another episode of What Works For Me, a podcast highlighting best practices in Christian schools. This podcast is produced in partnership with Lutheran Education Association. To discover how LEA supports Christian teachers and schools, visit www.lea.org. My name is Mike Scheman, Principal of Bethany Lutheran School in Parma, Ohio. My name is Rob Lunack. I'm the Superintendent of Lutheran Neighborhood Schools in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And today, with Advent started officially, we are going to be talking about what goes into planning the worship arts side of Advent. And that is not a spiritual gift of mine. And I know Mike has a little bit of that spiritual gift, but he's currently called to be a principal, not a arts director. So we're going to talk to somebody who actually knows what they're doing. And that is Anne Henney. Anne Henney is currently serving as worship arts director in Norfolk, Norfolk, Nebraska. It's not Norfolk. That's in Virginia, I think. <laughs> well, it's spelled the same way. Well, that's even more confusing. <laughs> you pronounce it Norfolk. Okay, well, Norfolk. Anne, why don't you tell us where you're serving, how long you've been there, and give us a little bit of a rundown. I'm serving at Christ Lutheran Church in Norfolk, Nebraska. I've been here about a year, a little over a year now. So I do all the music that's connected with the church. So I have the choir, worship team, the instrumentalists. I help with the handbells. I plan church services and just help get everyone involved with the music at the church. Now, you listing that off, it sounds like there's there's a bunch of pieces there. Me being the non-musically inclined person I am, I go to church and I go, oh, this sounds nice. And that's the extent of it for me. But there is a ton more that goes into it. So why don't you tell me you know, leading up to Advent, getting into Advent, how is that different than a different part of the church year for you? There's more services going on because we have the midweek Advent services. We're preparing for all the Christmas Eve, Christmas Day services. So a lot of this planning actually started a while ago. Um, I chose music for my church choir back at the end of summer. I started talking with my pastors and elders back in September because Christmas Eve falls on Sunday this year. So timing of church services is a little different. So they had to make the decision of what time for services and all that. And then back September, October, started talking to the pastors, what are you preaching on? So at my church, we do sermon series. So we don't follow the pericopes or the lectionary readings. So they have to decide earlier on what are they preaching on, what readings we're using so that they can get them to me so that I can decide what hymns, what songs we're using, and I can get the music to our musicians. Because I've had musicians asking me for a couple weeks back in November of, hey, when are we getting our Christmas Eve music? We want to start practicing, which is a great thing to hear, but that means I have to be a month or more out in advance of what we're doing. And I know that finding music and finding resources probably takes up a lot of your time, is what I'm guessing, but... For the people that are listening to this, is there anything that you can point them to that you found to be a really good resource for finding the music that you're going to use for the Advent and Christmas season? Yeah, CPH has quite a bit of resources for that. There's a hymn planning book for planning the hymns with different readings that I use a lot. Um, if you're planning for the contemporary worship side, I use wordtoworship.com because you can type in a word or a scripture reading that you're wanting a specific song to match and it'll give you suggestions for that. 
Otherwise, it's just looking through different publications to find choir music I want to use or just looking through the files that we have here on campus and figuring out what's going to work for my groups. Now, it sounds like there's a there's a lot of long-term planning that goes into what you do. And it's, I would not have figured end of summer as the beginning of some of that, right? Yeah. I got to imagine that there's some people out there like, oh, it's Christmas in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Yeah. But probably probably not the worship arts directors. You sound very, very on top of it. You got like a half year planned out in advance. Now, yeah. is that something you, have you always been kind of that organized or did you get training in that? So if somebody is new to your role, like they are in the same position in a different church and it's going to be their first advent and they're like kind of drowning in what I'm hearing is all the things you do. Yeah. What advice do you give to them to, to stay organized and stay on top of all of that? What works for me is kind of listing things out, writing out each service and going, okay, I want to use this here, this here. And if you haven't planned as far out in advance as I have, that's okay. Um, especially if you're starting new, because you just kind of take it a step at a time. Focus on what's coming up next. Start planning for Christmas Eve services, because those are going to be your big attendance services with lots of guests coming into that. Um, I started planning out early because I used to always have school side of stuff also because I taught school classes along with doing all the church side and for some reason school expects performances at Christmas time too so it just gets really really busy so I don't have didn't have the flexibility to plan stuff last minute so that's why I got in the habit of planning things out early um, sometimes it also depends on who you're working with. Some pastors are very good about planning in ahead and advance. Others, not so much. I'm kind of trying to drag them along with me of, hey, I need to know what you're wanting for the service or what you're planning to do. And sometimes it's planning around them and then fitting what you have planned into what they expect and what they want. Yeah, for sure. The, the team ministry and working with everybody is such a blessing. But uh, such a logistical thing as, as well. I can definitely relate to what you're saying there. But Anne, you just started talking about the school here a little bit. Can you talk um, a little bit about how you work to incorporate the school into the, the Advent Christmas time and how um, Christ Lutheran maybe as a whole views this period as ministry to its students uh, and their families? Yeah. So we're using students a few different ways this Advent season. Um, I have a full-time music teacher at the school that's connected to my church, so we coordinate a little bit there. And she is having a group of her students, a trio of flutes, playing before our Advent service this coming Wednesday. And then next week we have a trio of alto saxophones coming and playing some pre-service music. So that's a good way to get them involved. Sorry, cat. <laughs> So I don't know if anybody listening can hear the relief in Anne's voice when she said there's a full-time school music person. I don't know if anybody heard that. And I don't know if anybody heard the uh, the sometimes principals expect there to be performances. So a little peek behind the curtain here. I was privileged enough to serve with Anne as her principal. So I think uh, I might have been one of those guys. Now, Mike, you guys have a, a Christmas performance coming up for your school too, right? You guys have a we do. Christmas program, concert, right? We do. Yep. And actually, I, I'll admit, I stole it from a, a 
director of worship arts at a different church. So, and <laughs> the people that you and, and those who serve in your position, you guys are pure gold. I have to say that <laughs> the creativity, the, the commitment that you guys have, my, my follow-up question is, is one for caring for people. The question is how do you balance personal life time in the midst of all of this? Cause I know what it takes to do this and it's hard. Yeah, um, this time of year is especially hard. Um, Fridays is my day off, and I try very hard not to go in. That doesn't always work out because things pop up, but I've been very blessed to be around pastors and principals who understand that need of, hey, it's busy, you need to take the time off, step away. If we need to help with something, we can and we will. Um, and it, it does balance out when we get out of the busier time of years. Like when we get to January, I can take a little bit of a step back, take a breath, and then get ready for, well, Lent and Easter, because that'll hit really soon too. It does. Uh, but it's making sure to take that little bit of time away, even though you want to just keep pushing, you want to get stuff done, but you also have to take the time to breathe. That's really important because there there is so much. And I think if you're just a, a person like me who sits in the pew, you don't really notice all the work that goes into it. You just go, oh, they sound nice. Or, oh, I like this song. Or, oh, we're singing this one again. But there's a lot of work that goes into it. And you have a, a favorite Advent song that you always try to work in that, you know, if, if it were up to you, you'd sing this song every year or perform this song every year at your church? That's a hard question to answer because I love a lot of the Advent songs. Um, I am excited. There's a couple this weekend that we're doing that I really enjoy. Um, one is the Angel Gabriel. It's not one that a lot of congregations know, so I don't use it a whole lot, but it really matched the reading. So it's like, okay, let's do it. Had my choir sing through it so that they can help lead from their pew also with that. Um, but O Come, O Come, Emmanuel is a good one. There's just so much good music, it's hard to choose this time of year. Are there any bad songs? Are there any Advent songs where you're like, don't pick that one? <laughs> There's a couple in the hymnal that I definitely look at and go, my congregation cannot sing that or will not sing that well. So I tend to avoid those unless they match extremely well. And then I do some of the prep work of playing it before the service starts so the congregation hears it. But this time of year, I do try and throw in some of the ones that people know really well, because if you start them singing Christmas hymns, you're going to hear them sing out nice and loud during services. Yeah, I think that's that's important because they're there. <laughs> when, when Rob asked you, are there some bad ones? I'm sitting here shaking my head. Yup. <laughs> <They're, they're laughs> really as with anything. But um, I love and the the approach that you have on that is is it singable, right? Because we want to connect people to the word and to the meaning of Christmas through song. And so the the way that you've tied that in to make sure that it's something they can participate in, I think, is is absolutely critical for something like this. Um, and can I ask you a question maybe that goes back a bit? Where did you go to get your training for this position? Um, I went to Concordia University, Nebraska. My degree is in K through 12 vocal and instrumental education and music. So I have all the training for the school side of stuff, but I'm also an organist. And so they did a little extra training with me at Concordia of some evening meetings of, hey, if you get thrown into the church side of music, here's what you're going to do. 
and that was basically my training until I got thrown into it in Florida where I was half school, half church. There is a degree program at Concordia for the church music side, but I didn't do that because I was planning to go the school route. And it's kind of funny how God works that I am now full church side with just a very part-time at a local high school that needed help with their band program. Yeah, well, thank you for sharing that because I think it's a bit of a shout out to Concordia, Nebraska. Uh, love their programs, love what they do. Um, but I think people who are listening to this podcast, I would encourage them to share that information with people that they have have influence with, um, because I think that your position is so valuable in church and school ministry that we need to continue to encourage people with musical gifts to to think about going into that path. Um, because, yes, it's a lot of work. It's not about the pay at all. It's it's about being able to to use a passion and the gifts that you've given to serve God and his people. So very, very exciting. So thank you for sharing that that piece about Concordia with us. And does your church have a, an online service at all? We do. We live stream our 8 o'clock traditional service and our contemporary 1030 service on Sundays. Okay, what I'll do is I'll include a link to that in the show notes for anybody listening so you can go see and hear some of the music. And then is it okay if I include your email? If anybody listening goes, oh, I really want to talk to this lady? Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. Well, and it's been a pleasure having you on. I have one last question and then I'm going to have Mike close this up. Okay. okay. Handbells versus choir. Who's better? Oh, that is a hard question. That's like asking a parent what their favorite, who their favorite child is. <laughs> I just, just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, hey, Anne, it's been a joy just to get to chat with you here. Do you mind if I close this off in a word of prayer? Please do. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the gifts that you give to your church. God, I thank you for Anne and for all of the work that she does at Christ Lutheran in Nebraska. And Pray that you would bless her during this time of Advent as we prepare to once again uh, welcome your son into that manger from so long ago, a gift that continues to have impact for, for our lives today and for eternity. I pray that you would bless Anne and the community there as they prepare to share that message and to celebrate the gift um, and to do it through music. God, we thank you for the gift of music. What a joy it is to be able to, to have that in our lives. Um, as something that we can enjoy, but something we can also use to give you praise and, and blessing. And so I pray that you would be with all those who are preparing for this season, that you would give the, the stamina and the drive and, and the caffeine to be able to get through it all, um, but that ultimately we would be able to, uh, to sing you songs of praise out of thankfulness in our hearts for what you've given us in Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen.